0: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit
1: planetbroadcasting.com for more
0: podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through some of the most important and rockinest albums of all time. This season we are focusing on albums from the 1980s. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is my co-host and cousin Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam.
1: Hello, hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty all right. I'm okay. I'm fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Excellent. Good.
0: Uh, this week, we're talking about the Pixies' second album, 1998's Surferosa. What is it, Surferosa? Surfer
1: I was reading it as Surferosa. Right. But... Uh yeah.
0: all right hey didn't agree to disagree yeah i don't i don't have a strong opinion on this i just don't know
1: is that Rosa 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 pink in italian
0: yeah isn't that what this means
1: pink surfer
0: yeah <laughs> surfer pink
1: yeah obviously
0: <laughs> no i have no idea you'll tell me soon when you tell us their story, I'm sure you'll give us the backstory. story and I'm sure you'll have all the answers.
1: I don't think I found the answer to that, but we will find out together.
0: What were what was your relationship growing up with them?
1: Uh, I knew sweet FA about them until high school and one of my best mates, uh, Serene, was a huge fan and made us listen, us as in group of friends, listen to a bunch of songs. At the time, I was way too invested in um, my pop punk of uh blink 182 etc i think green day had just done american idiot so i was like not interested in anything but the uh the emo feelings that no one understands (laughs) um so i didn't really have much to do with them um until maybe five years ago i broke my wrist uh and had to stay at home for a while uh, while i was recovering and rewatched the whole series of How I Met Your Mother, and there was one scene. You know when you watch something and the scene is just—it has the right music and it's just perfect. There was a Pixies song used in this scene, and I was like obsessed with it. So I ended up uh, listening to Doolittle for probably three weeks straight. Yeah, right. What and was like this, nothing else?
0: What was this uh, song? Hey. Right. Mm. It's one of the biggest ones.
1: Yeah. It is known.
0: I Yeah, I, I never – this is the first album I've ever listened to of theirs.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, but,
0: you know, they're just one of those bands who sort of know a bunch of their songs. Yeah. And know people who are big fans. Our Uncle Cam was a big fan.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, and, yeah, I guess because it's sort of his generation's band a bit. But they True. seem to have hung around.
1: Yeah. Well, then what? Uh, they did that 2004 reunion tour and that went on. Off, although uh, I think you were saying earlier, off microphone.
0: You don't have to give that sort of context. You can just um, say it. People, It doesn't matter to people that we talked about this before. Just say, just say. Well, um, oh,
1: I th- I think there was <laughs> funny reasons, Matt. Would you like to elaborate? No, that no, the that's tour? still
0: awkward. <laughs> that's still awkward. You can just say it as if it's your th- thought. I don't feel any ownership over it. I can edit out all that we just said and you can just say. And I think I heard someone was telling me. <laughs> that apparently it was all about the money and Frank Black kind of was going through the motions a bit. Yeah. Which would have bummed me out. Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't know. Thanks when for I... that
1: interesting fact.
0: <laughs> well, that's what you were telling me earlier, <laughs> off mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe that, that's all fine. But, yeah, to me that would have uh, been a bit of a bubber.
1: Mm, I think so.
0: Depresso, it's for you At least pretend it, pretend you're enjoying it, pretend
1: you want to be here, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe not, maybe that doesn't matter at all. I don't know,
1: yeah, I
0: don't know. Uh, oh, no. I mean, the big Gen Xer band it was all about greed is good back in the 80s, wasn't it? Gordon Gecko, wasn't this the oh, it
1: was the 80s, wasn't
0: it? Oh my it? god, were you not sure what if this was from the 80s or not? This whole show's about the (laughs) eighties. Oh my god. I'm halfway through my first coffee of the day, please. (laughs) You know we're counting down their favorite albums of the (laughs) eighties. Oh man. We're up to so this this is the coffee
1: joint delivers because fuck me. Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: This is the eleventh most popular eighties rock album as voted for by our listeners. Did I say that already? I might not have. No. So right Next week we're into the top ten.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, we are too. Of the 80s. Of the 80s.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's early. That's why we're being so combative. <laughs> but it's meant to be in fun. Listeners are awkward. It's jest. <laughs> it's jesting <laughs> combat. People are at home just um, f- full body cringing, thinking, no. Why? This beautiful relationship. <laughs> it's coming falling apart before like, our eyes. Much like... The key members of the pictures <laughs> yeah. after this album <laughs> started to really fall down. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, would you would you like to hear about them?
0: Yeah, sure. Do we want to hear any of their sort of iconic songs that weren't from this album?
1: Well, yeah, pretty much. Well, let's go with "Hey" for for kicking off because uh, that was my.
0: That was your gateway in.
1: My numero uno. Oh, that's a fun one.
0: Yeah. i don't mention it. I'll get rid of it. Cool. <laughs> Hopefully, as hey. uh, so this is hey. Could have done uh, Do Little. Probably the, it's their biggest album, I guess.
1: I did, and think it's it from was
0: '89 as well.
1: Interesting but. that this was the album that was chosen. Maybe because it's been done so much, because it is. This is the most popular, so people are interested in a another version. Mm. Oh, it's just so good.
0: And maybe, um, yeah, maybe it's because it came first. Maybe it was seen as the more important one. I think it often is ranked high in uh, albums mm. of all time and of the 80s list. Uh, the opening track of that album, De is another big one. Yeah, I no, even till looking at it now, I didn't realize they're all like, have. The hits are all on Doolittle pretty much. Mm. There's a couple on the well, one we're talking about today as well, but.
1: But yeah, like this one, you've got Wave of Mutilation, Here Comes Your yep. Man, Monkey Going to Heaven.
0: His Wave of Mutilation. Yeah, so yeah, so it's amazing. It's almost like it's a, a greater hit in itself. Um, Here comes your man is sort of it's the second most played on Spotify anyway. Yeah, okay. Almost a hundred million plays. It's quite different. It sounds we've got a real classic sound. Mm. It sounds like it's from the fifties or it's,
1: something. Yeah, it's got that like that kind of beach beach rock or beach pop. Yeah, right. the the
0: jangliness
1: the jangliest yeah it is
0: I mean, I don't know why we're playing so many of this album <laughs> i should we, should we have done this album? <laughs> Monkey Going to Heaven I thought would have been I thought that was one of their biggest ones It's one of the ones I knew the most mm. early on
1: I knew of this song because um, the Bloodhound Gang referenced it Oh
0: yeah They always have such great, simple bass lines
1: Yeah You know why that was? At the start, at least No, is that? Because Kim DeHilts didn't know how to play bass when she joined the band.
0: Right. But I mean, they're great. They're just.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's so, like, it fits perfectly.
0: I think that, uh, Gouge Away is one of the handful of songs I can play on the bass. Which is. It's a sick bass line, But it's real simple.
1: You gotta get, like, real bass face for it. You know, when you're, like, real concentrating. You're feeling it? Yeah, get the high up.
0: I played this with our Uncle Cam. <laughs> yeah, excellent. He well, he got me into this song. I once uh, once uh, got it written into a sketch we made. Really? Got the line gouge away. Yeah, I, I like a little Easter egg that no one all seemed to notice. Oh. <laughs> then you just gouge away.
1: Then you just gouge away.
0: Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of Doolittle. <laughs> but I just—that's I, just blown me away. How many tunes are on that album? I'm like, I've never heard it before, but it, it'd be hardly a song on, on it I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Not gonna lie.
0: Yeah. But, uh, this is a, this is a truth zone. Yep. Feel you never—you sh- should feel like you never need to lie here. Hey, you be open, you be honest. Except when okay? we
1: cut things out of the episode and pretend they didn't happen.
0: All right. Well, I, to me i think. <laughs> I will be honest now that I probably won't edit that out. Yeah. I w- in an ideal world, I would have. I'm some, creating
1: less work for you now. Some
0: people would have found that tension <laughs> to have been re- like they would have found it too real. And like they, too close to home. Man. People listen to listen now as an escape. They just want to hear the tunes and a couple <laughs> of cousins having a good time. They don't want to hear one of them <laughs> being an unnecessary <laughs> asshole to the other. <laughs> I said I
1: hadn't had a coffee yet. Okay, Jesus.
0: Oh, I was talking about me, but yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> I've had a whole coffee now, so we're good. It had three shots in it.
0: Oh I'm wow! Feeling, All right,
1: I'm feeling fancy.
0: I'm gonna. I need something after this. I haven't had breakfast or anything. We're recording in the morning early on a Sunday, or mm. well, the day that this comes out. Yep. Yep. Oh, I <laughs> to get something in my belly. <laughs> we did a do go on live stream last night that finished. Oh, how was it? One. Oh. And then came, yeah. For, I need I need more than six sustenance. hours. Yeah. yeah. And some sustenance. Probably, yeah. Drinking red wine till one. Nice. And awake. That's very Stuart of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the blood. <laughs> yeah, literally. Clarets in the blood. <laughs> All right.
1: Ooh. Sorry, guys. My dad's calling.
0: Okay. What's his birthday I today? Eight, I just it? hung
1: up on my dad on his birthday for this Well, you could take, I mean,
0: take that call. <laughs> People are probably curious to see what Craig's up to on his birthday. What does he think of the pixies?
1: Hey, Dad, you're on loudspeaker in the uh, recording studio. What's up? Also, happy oh, birthday. I, I think so. <laughs> what recording are you doing? Uh, we're doing the pixies. Oh, okay. Any thoughts? Um, I don't know them. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to hear one of their songs, too, so if I knew get one. That's fair enough. You're more about the Australian pub rock. Uh okay. All right, Craigie, I'll call you back later, okay? Bye.
0: All right, well, that, geez, what a. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we haven't had a guest on in a while. That was nice. <laughs> Craig, drop virtual it in.
1: guest. Thanks for your contribution, Dad. Uh, does not know the Pixies and did not want to elaborate on his uh, influences on my music, but that's cool. That's fine.
0: I'm not even <laughs> stressed. They're <clears> one <throat> of those bands that I call the Pixies, but they're just Pixies. Is that right?
1: Yes. I. But same. I guess that
0: makes them the Pixies. Yeah. <laughs> they're the band, the Pixies? The no, Pixies? the band. The... We...
1: I like I like pixies. It's just hard it just to sounds say. yeah. If you say I like pixies, people are like, what? In what context? Like uh, in a magical forest, or like in terms of music?
0: I just assume magical forest. Well, I like oil, pixies. Really. If I, I was pixies. saying it, I think that's what people would assume. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got that Have vibe, it. man.
1: That red wine's kicking through.
0: We all kind of assumed you're a pixie fan. I saw you are more of a hobgoblin type. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What are we doing? I can't remember what we're um, talking uh, about.
1: Me neither. But would you like a uh an, about, an intro to yeah, the band themselves?
0: Tell us about Pixies, the band.
1: The band. Bi- okay, good. Thank you for the clarification. Um, so basically they for they were formed by Frank Black, who is also known as Black Francis, who was actually born Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson IV. Oh my god! Which is not the name I would have picked for the bloke fronting. One of the biggest alt bands of the 90s, 80s, 90s. But, you know, that's cool.
0: Ah, uh, you know, music. Good old Charlie. It's it, a privileged game. Charlie
1: Michael. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, so he was at the University of Massachusetts. Uh, and the guitarist, or future guitarist, Joey Santiago, they lived next to each other. Um, and uh, Joey Santiago was... He was worried about distractions at uni. He was trying to do good. But he kept noticing that Frank Black next door was playing his guitar... They ended up jamming together um, and formed uh, a band in 1986. And then a couple of weeks later, they uh, Frank Black placed an advertisement looking for a bass player uh, who liked both the folk act Peter, Paul and Mary and the alternative rock band Huskadoo, which I thought, can we play a song of each just for context of uh, <coughs> how uh, how broad that musical
0: uh, uh yeah genre what was it too it was interesting i only just put together what their song umass means when you're saying he went to university of massachusetts
1: oh my god i just, I just
0: never i just never. i don't would not have thought.
1: picked that unless you told me right now i
0: don't, I don't know <laughs> what i thought it meant um
1: uh, peter paul and mary who are a folk act from the 60s, I think.
0: Yeah, they had huge. They were like massive, I think. I think I don't know what. I was songs reading earlier. No.
1: One of their biggest oh. known songs is "Puff the Magic Dragon," which, I mean, to me, explains a lot. <laughs> uh, it's, despite rumors this, that the song refers to drugs, it's actually about the lost innocence of childhood.
0: Right, is that the one you want to pl- me to play?
1: Um, yeah, let's go with that one. They also were known for their cover of "Leaving on a Jet Plane."
0: Right, that's the most by played by on Spotify. Our Mate. John Denver and a few Bob Dylan covers by of it oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I remember this song <laughs> wasn't it a TV show? Dun, dun, isn't Puff the Magic
1: Dragon a TV
2: show?
0: I I thought they were going to have yeah so they look like they're a cover band basically and
1: So this is one end of the spectrum that the future bassist must enjoy. The other being Husker Do. So,
0: this, so that's what this was from—an ad.
1: Yeah, he put Frank Black put an ad in um, an advertisement. It doesn't say where he put the ad, but put out an advertisement saying they were looking for a bass player who liked Peter, Paul and Mary and Huskadoo.
0: I know Huskadoo is another band that Uncle Cam loves.
1: I don't think I've
0: i don't, heard I know I other mean, than
1: this exact context.
0: Yeah, from him talking about him or, yeah. yeah well, either yeah, either
1: it being mentioned briefly or, like, because I, I kind of knew this part of the Pixie story from a while ago, but I never actually I reckon investigated I've, further.
0: I've heard it in other bands saying, that, you know, that, Like I think they're one of those real influential bands. Well
1: one of the I can't remember who said it, but someone from the Pixies said that everything they did wasn't new. It was pretty much done by Huskadoo first. Oh right. Yeah, like they were they were that influential but
0: So this is their most played song. Don't wanna know if you're lonely. I know this song. I don't
1: think I know it. Yeah, it's good stuff.
0: know I I don't know I don't want to know
1: Apparently, they, uh, the band was known, Huskadoo was known for their speed and intensity, which was developed uh, as a result of having less time to play while billed as an opening act. Right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Let's play 20 songs and they all go for a minute and a half each and play it as fast as we freaking can.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to listen to more of them.
1: Yeah, Me too. So the that was the ad that was placed, and Kim Deal was the only person who responded to the ad and arrived at the audition without a bass because she'd never played one before.
0: <laughs> amazing um
1: but she she liked the songs that Frank Black showed her, and she eventually got a bass and they started rehearsing in her apartment uh, and then they were looking for a drummer for a while. Kim originally got her twin sister Kelly to come down, uh, and Frank Black liked it, uh, but Kelly was not super confident in her drumming and was more interested. Uh, playing the songs that Kim had written rather than Frank Black, uh, which is, you know, part of the reason that they broke up, but I'll get into that in a minute. Um, And they ended up hiring a bloke called David Lovering, who Kim had met at the wedding reception. Tell you what, when I get married one day, I do not want to be meeting people at my wedding reception. (laughs) Just as a side note, that's not the day for it.
0: Who She met him at the wedding reception for whose wedding? Hers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That sounds tiring. Probably, I imagine that would happen a bit where if he's like a relative of your new partner.
1: Yeah, but like I know my partner's whole family. Yeah, right. They're pretty small though. It's not like our family. He, was yeah, I was going to say he wouldn't all know all
0: of your family. Nah. Probably all the ones that would be invited though.
1: Yes, definitely yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So that was uh, mid-1986. They released Come On Pilgrim in 1987. um, And they had a $1,000 funding from Frank Black's dad, uh, which was a recording session. Oh, the third. The third. Oh, yeah, true. Didn't even make the... Anyway, Uh, it was a three-day recording. They managed to pump out 17 tracks. Uh, It's known to fans as the purple tape because the whole cover is uh, a shaded of purple. It's a nice lavender colour, lavenders oh. and violets. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, just for, you know, visual purposes. Um, a lot of lyrics that come into play uh, from Frank Black. Well, Frank Black is pretty much the main writer of the Pixies' music uh, and his parents are born-again Christians uh, in the Pentecostal church. So a lot of his lyrics are religious-based Um, and also he spent six months in Puerto Rico where, uh, not long after he met Joey Santiago, so there's um, some influences of his time in Puerto Rico as well.
0: Right. I, I, read, I was <laughs> reading that um, he when he went over there is, was he in the army or something?
1: I what thought are... he was there for like a like a student exchange uh, trip,
0: for oh, six okay. months, and
1: he was meant to be studying Spanish.
0: Yeah, right. I think I just read this real quick, and it, it sounded like an army term to me. UMass Armorist Junior. Charles Thompson, it just sounded, anyway. Yeah. No, but it was a uni thing. So he was on a trip to Puerto Rico and just before he went, he transferred a couple of his favourite records to cassette tapes uh, and he meant to bring two Iggy Pop records. He loved Lust for Life and The Idiot. He was obsessed with those two. Mad. But the transfer didn't work, so uh, when he got there, they were blank and... Luckily, he did two other uh, albums as well. Talking Heads, Little Creatures oh, yeah. and a Ramones album that he can't remember what it was. But so in the end, he had just those two albums and, and they became big influences because he obviously flogged them on, on his Walkman when he was over there. Yeah. Plus, you know, the Salsa and whatever. He, uh,
1: whatever other influences he was picking up in Puerto said,
0: Rico. Um, he uh, said... He Recalled later, so that's all I had a Walkman, a Ramones record, a Talking Heads record, and whatever music I heard in Puerto Rico salsa and meringue. Meringue, I don't know, meringue. Oh, wish well, I didn't attempt to say that, it's <laughs> so definitely wrong. Damn it,
1: you tried, we'll look it up later.
0: So that was from the ringer.com.
1: Nice. Um, so from there. Uh, that was released in what? 87. So Surfer Rosa was, I've decided it is Surfer Rosa because of what the meaning is, which I'll get to also in a minute. Um, but they, they actually call Surfer Rosa the first full length album. So I don't know. 17 tracks feels like a, an album to me, but you know, that's
0: just my personal opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on, (laughs) yeah. Wait. So which album was 17 tracks?
1: Uh, come on Pilgrim, the purple tape. Which was like that.
0: Their... Oh, I think that I think the Come On Pilgrim. That was the demos. Was the purple tape? I think, which had nine tracks, Pilgrim? and then Come On Pilgrim had oh. eight. So maybe it was those two got a double release later. Potentially. And that eight equals what number did you say? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah.
1: Many, many, many. Um, so they got to Surfer Rosa. They had a ten grand budget to record uh and they i think they recorded the whole thing in about 10 days um and <clears throat> the name of it uh comes from frank black describing kind of the idea as referring to a surfer girl so it's literally i think a lady named rosa right it's a surfer gotcha um and the the actual album title surfer rosa comes from the oh my golly lyric which I'm not going to try and read because it is in Spanish, but it roughly translates to kissing, having sex with Surfer Rosa.
0: It does. Look, in 88, they released, oh, they released Surfer Rosa and Come On Pilgrim together. I don't know if they ever, anyway, this doesn't matter. I just know there's going to be a few hardcore Pixie fans going, come on, get it right. But yeah, <laughs> Surfer Rosa is their first first studio album. And then the other two, I guess they see is EPs and demos.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, So that did – it did pretty good. It did, uh, you know, for an alternative band in between punk and new wave that was kind of fading out and the beginnings of grunge that was about to take off, Um, you know. Which they
0: became a big influence on. They
1: did. Um, In fact, let me find some quotes of some people. Um, So – sorry. Sorry.
0: I know that uh, the supposedly Smells Like Teen Spirit was heavily influenced.
1: Yeah, he um, that was the quote I was looking for, actually. He admitted was a – Kirk Cobain said it was a conscious attempt to co-opt the Pixies' style. Uh, In 94, he told Rolling Stone that he was trying to write the ultimate pop song and basically trying to rip off the Pixies. Um, He said when he heard the Pixies for the first time, I connected with that band so heavily that I should have been in that band or at least in a Pixies cover band. We used their sense of dynamics, being soft and quiet and then loud and hard um, in their own, you know, musical uh, careers later. Um, he said Surfer Rosa was one of his main musical influences and uh, Steve, Steve Albini, who was the producer of the record, um Kurt Cobain ended up getting four Nirvana's In Utero. Right. Uh, same with like, thing, I mean, PJ Harvey was another artist that got, Stephen albini after hearing that pixies album
0: oh interesting because he hated it he hates <clears> it. he reckons they suck i think albini
1: i think yeah he's got a quote somewhere saying like he's never seen four people what did he say it was like i've never seen four cows more willing to be dragged around by the nose rings by somebody or something like that and he, he later said that he regretted uh saying that but yeah huge success and it, it really put him in into the spotlight as well Um, But people like um, Tom York from Radiohead said the Pixies changed his life. Bono from U2 called the Pixies one of their greatest American bands ever. And uh, David Bowie, whose music uh, really brought together Frank Black and Joey Santiago when they were at uni, said the Pixies had made just about the most compelling music of the entire 80s. Wow. Um, And then other bands like, uh, obviously, Nirvana, The Strokes, Alice in Chains, Weezer, Bush, Arcade Fire, Everclear, Kings of Leon have all cited... Uh, strong influence by the Pixies as well.
0: Yeah, so the, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it says a lot, really. It's, 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 a fair it's a, list some big of names. Bands. Yeah, some big names. Cool. All right. Um, well, do you want me to read a little review that I found?
1: Yeah, give us a go.
0: Uh, so this comes from All Music. I was looking, at, I mean, this album's been reviewed by every website on yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. But I thought we'd go back to our classic, uh, home of uh, Adrian's oh. Up. Unfortunately, yep. still... Still
1: haven't heard from him.
0: AWOL, but um. so this review comes from Trevor Evans Young, and it was written after the fact in 2015. Uh, I like their reviews because they're often a little more succinct. Some of the other ones I was looking at are just like, you know, they were Thes-
1: theses. Theses? Theses. Theses. feces. That's kind of what it sounds like. So...
0: Yeah, no. Uh, so, but anyway, Trevor loved this. He gave it five stars. Urgency is the key word to describe this record. Rosa did not reinvent the rock landscape by itself, but it signaled a change was needed. In the days where the pop charts were ruled by bad metal and horrible synth pop, uh, Pixies showed something different to the world. They gave originality and heart where others just copied and Im- imitated. Black Francis doesn't sing his lullabies to you. He wails them. <laughs> Break my body, broken face, river Euphrates. River Euphrates. What does that mean? It's a river. Oh, so it's a, where is it again? It is a river in uh, Western Asia.
1: How do you spell it? Is it start with a U or a E?
0: E U P H R A T E S. I might not be pronouncing it right. Um
1: Yeah, that's that's someone else.
0: So it goes through Turkey, Iraq, and Syria.
1: Cool. Large.
0: Yes. Uh so yeah, anyway, that's the name of one of the tracks. Uh these were themes of Frantic Abandon and Whirls of Punk Fury. Sephirosa is not a record that just flies by with a bunch of fast songs though. For every Tony's theme, which <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> what you think of that, there is a controlled karma song like Cactus. There is as much of a song, a singer-songwriter in Francis, as there is a kind of wild Iggy pop character, and that complexity shows through on the album. It is only about 35 minutes long and often feels like way longer than that, uh, which is a good thing in this case. The band... <laughs> cause that doesn't sound like a positive. No. <laughs> it actually drags on quite a lot, it's, and that's a good thing.
1: It's lengthy.
0: The band plenty. is not without its influences. For one, it screams... Perry or Perry Ubu's modern dance in every way, especially with closer Brick is Red. That song might as well be called Humor Me Part Two, <laughs> uh, which is obviously a Perry Ubu song.
1: Classic Perry.
0: Oh, should I find that? Perry yeah. Ubu.
1: Old mate Perry Ubu. I'm going to look up who he, who they are.
0: I don't know Perry. if I'm pronouncing How do you spell
1: that, right? the last name?
0: U B U. Perry Ubu.
1: An American rock group formed in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Oh, Cleveland Rocks.
1: Uh, This is
0: Humor Me.
2: It was the first thing that I saw. You never see that kind of classical cute. This
1: is uh, I understand, that it was the first the, thing that I saw. The uh first description of the sound is avant-garde, and That's I would classics, I would yep. That's yep.
0: I like it. That sounds cool. Interesting. Um uh, Blah blah blah. It has to be said that some of the greatest rock songs songs ever propel this record forward. Vamos is a charging mess of Spanish theme obscenity, whereas My Mind is a likable song with nonsense lyrics about nothing in particular, and it should have been a hit. It is. A, it's. A, it's I mean, it wasn't it's,
1: released as a single?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. It was. Uh, wasn't it about being at the beach or something?
1: Yeah, he uh, was scuba diving in the Caribbean. 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 And later said, a very small fish was trying to chase me. I don't know why. I don't know too much about fish behavior. (laughs) I may look it up then,
0: Francis. (laughs) Uh, Charles. River Euphrates is easily my favorite Pixies song with its demented out-of-this-world guitar play and off-key dual vocals meets surf music approach. Last but not least, the album is crafted well from start to finish with moderate rockers screaming anthems... And even some softer ballad-like songs put it in order that influenced generations to come. Some might even say indie rock, in all its forms, began with this album.
1: Damn.
0: Kim Deal's sole writing credit, Gigantic, being a perfect example of this new kind of power ballad. No matter what I really say in this review, there is only one point I want to make. Surfer Surfer Rosa is one of the greatest debut albums ever. Or just albums, period.
1: Wow.
0: Big fan. Yeah, I loved I was, it. Yeah. It was a... I mean, uh, compared <clears throat> to some of the other reviews I read, it's way less wanky. Mm. But... Oh, man. It is funny when people, I mean, you do this, <laughs> have to hear a song go, oh, that actually reminds me of this other song <laughs> that you haven't heard of.
1: You know I like familiarity. <laughs> well, so
0: does Trevor <laughs> Evans Young. On your boy. uh cool all right well let's start listening to some of these tracks yeah so it kicks off with uh the bone machine i yeah this is an it didn't take me many goes to get into it but it took me i think it took me one and a half and i'm like oh i get it the first time i'm like bone machine this is stupid (laughs) this is stupid what are we listening to but yeah now i'm like oh, this song's sick i love it Great, great opener
1: Just straight in with some
0: drums, why not, you
1: know Love a
0: big drum intro, then the get, bass get, just, get
1: your little bass track in Hey,
0: let's intro, we're introducing, and on the bass it's Yeah, Deal. yeah, he is and <laughs> <laughs> faithful to me So I track around, faithful to me <laughs> self when your faith falls to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, it's good one. Yeah, I, the first play I'm like, nah. <laughs> Second play I'm like, oh, mm, actually, yes, actually, actually bang.
1: Like- I did find, um, as I was listening to the album throughout the week though, if I was not in a good mood this aggravated it, oh, okay. whereas if I was in a good mood, I was, like, really feeling it.
0: Ah. I don't know why. It's an a- enhancer of whatever yeah. you're in. Uh, track two is Break My Body.
1: Yes, walking bass. boom, <laughs> boom.
0: So it's uh, such a shame they hate each other. I know. <laughs> they did such great stuff together. So it sounds like um, Frances didn't really let Kim Deal, uh, didn't give her a lot of cre- uh, creative control in the band and that she was sort of sidelined as they went along.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Like the the only track that wasn't written completely by Frank Black on this album was track five, Gigantic.
0: Which is the was the single, Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I'll play it and then I'll I'll tell you a fact about that. So the next one is uh, something against you. It's a got some like key. little scar yeah. kind of like. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I
1: expect some trumpets to come in.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it's being played backwards or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or upside down or, yeah. Crooked. For is broken face, I got a broken face. I got a broken face. A hunt, a hunt,
1: a hunt, a hunt. I got a broken face. So weird.
0: Ah, that's sick. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, the gibberish lyrics.
2: I got a fucking face.
0: I wasn't sure about the um the lyrics. I'm like. The songs of theirs I knew, I'm like, ah, oh, these are all over my head. And and now I'm like, oh, no, he just I think he just wrote Stream of Consciousness gibberish. Yep, pretty much. You're probably not meant to get it.
1: I don't think there's anything to get.
0: Right. Okay, he was, thank he was talking
1: about, um, <laughs> <laughs> He was talking about how uh, his lyrics are like when you go to a therapist and you just kind of like spew out the contents of your brain and then the therapist just picks out the pieces right. to string some sense together. He's like, yeah, the the lyrics is just me spewing shit out,
0: basically. Gotcha.
1: And you can take from it whatever you like.
0: Oh, like, hey. I got a broken
1: face. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I I did take from that that he had a broken face. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should call an ambulance. Yeah,
1: I don't know. The Uh, time has passed. I'm sure he's fine.
0: So track five is gigantic. And um, so, yeah, you know how I was saying earlier that one of his big uh, influences was Iggy Pop? Mm Mm-hmm. So in this article by uh, on um it says, uh, It had been Iggy Pop who'd first inspired the Pixies, and ironically, it was Iggy Pop who may have indirectly hastened their end. Oops. When Thompson, or Frank Black, finally got to meet his idol backstage at a festival shortly after Surferosa hit, Pop had exclaimed, Oh, yeah, gigantic.
2: <laughs> Out of all the songs
0: Thompson's ex-wife Jean Walsh, recalled it was the one that Charles isn't the lead singer on <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that broke his heart and he was I mean, he found it pretty hard um my... not take having all the attention and credit okay, so some ego issues uh But you're yeah. right
1: that is um that is you know that part of the reason that they ended up breaking up more than once uh was because he wanted like soul creative right control and uh kim deal was like i got i got some things to add to this
0: yeah so yeah it's it's funny um but i mean he must have expected that it was the single you know that if someone's gonna have heard something but uh this is also from that article um uh charles is frank black so charles said i have an ego you have to go you have to have an ego to do this at the time we would be playing, and I would say to myself, "I'm doing all the work." she's smoking a cigarette, and the crowd is loving her. Why am I knocking myself out writing all these damn songs? <laughs> you know like in a band you're not like, yeah, they're loving us, they're yeah. loving us all together. She's a big part of my band, and no, but it's like no, no, I want them to be only' cheering me somehow. Me? <laughs>
1: I want to smoke a cigarette and people cheer me on.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's real sad. Yeah, it's a sad. Yeah, sad story. Um, anyway, yeah. Okay, so this is gigantic. The one that broke Frank Black's heart makes sense. It starts with a bass intro. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: beautiful. Great
0: voice! Oh yeah. We should play some of her other a band with Kelly. I was later. gonna
1: say let's play Cannonball by the Breeders, which was her yeah her project after they broke up after this after Do Little.
0: Yeah, yeah, just, she's got a great voice. Great voice, and you can you can hear where where it was going. Yeah, it's just I mean, what a great combo the two together are.
1: I know, and he couldn't put his friggin' ego aside. Yeah, what a shame, you fool.
0: Uh, then we've got y- River Euphrates, if I'm saying that right, which I'm probably not. Does he Oh, do they say it in the song? I might give it away.
1: Oh yeah. There's so much about Frank Black and Kim Deal, but I read an article yesterday about um, Joey Santiago's uh, guitar is such a predominant sound, uh, like uh, it's such a predominant factor of the Pixies' music that he should be included in the conversation more. That, like, real wailing noise that Mm. he kind of puts into it is very, very them.
0: It's weird that I didn't know he was saying this. He's saying, Let's ride a tire down the river, you freight to use.
1: I can hear ride a tire.
0: Yeah. And then it, it's a lot of rides. Another good song, and this is a real solid album. All of them are. Yeah, there's no no duds, no. I don't think. But. Uh, the next one is sort of the iconic track, mm-hmm. uh, Where Is My Mind. Stop. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, how, I don't know how they came up with it. It's like in the middle of the of the rest of what they're doing as well. It's
1: It almost doesn't fit.
0: Feels like it comes right out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Something I was reading is because uh, none of them grew up learning music, studying music. They didn't have a great musical knowledge.
1: Ah. So
0: that's kind of why they did things quite differently.
1: I mean, way to make it unique, I guess.
0: Yeah. Can't be derivative if you don't know who you're being derivative of.
1: Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Can we, um, I want to play a song. The lyrics from the chorus I knew before I heard this song because M.I.A. used it in her song $20. Yeah, right. Which I'd like to play a short bit of at some stage. I was swimming in the Caribbean.
0: Question (laughs) All right, here's twenty dollar.
1: I think the actual lyrics come in maybe halfway through.
0: Okay. Oh, there you go.
1: Skip it back about 20 seconds. There you go.
0: I think people would have believed you. you know, if they would have believed you. You didn't have to do this to them.
2: And you lost yourself. Where is my
1: mind? This is also a great song. Twenty dollar by MIA. Look at music
0: up. these days is just noise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, boomer. <laughs> also, that song's like twenty years old, I think.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I like a bit of MIA. All right, the next one is Cactus, which was, I think, our reviewer's favourite tune, wasn't it?
1: It was about just like, more Frank Black cookedness about having a girl cover a dress in blood and then sending it to him.
0: Right. <laughs> Apparently Bowie covered this.
1: Really? Fuck, that's huge.
0: Blood your hands on a cactus tree, wipe it on your dress and send it to me. Mad I hope the people sending it through Were bladding their hands On a cactus tree Hopefully Pretty pretty important
1: Yeah Specifically
0: It was River Euphrates Was our reviewer's Favourite song Sorry Oh there you go he, he thought this one stood out from the rest of it hmm. uh, Then we got Tony's theme Tony <laughs> This is fun It is fun it, 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 it feels like the stupidest song on the album But it is oh, fun it is,
1: Yep One of the lyrics, I can look at the sun if you give me some bad sunglasses. I'm back on the road. I cut my grass like I'm told. After classes. After classes.
0: (laughs) This is a song about a superhero named Tony. It's Tony's theme.
1: It's Tony's theme. I'm learning <laughs> song by a superhero Named Tony, <laughs>
0: Tony. Alright then we got Oh my golly Exclamation mark
1: Sephora.
0: That's another banger.
1: That's yeah, a good one.
0: Be hard to pick a favorite. So many. I was going to say so many standouts, but that's an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> And then it's Vermos or Vermoose?
1: Vermos? Oh, no, no.
0: The hostess with the Vermos <laughs> test.
1: <laughs> is this why you're a comedian?
0: Not a lot of evidence of that, is
1: there? oh <laughs> <laughs> oi. oi. I know that the bass in this is like, just like, but it just like kills it for me. It's so good.
0: I mean, it's fast. It's a. Like, she's obviously. uh, Yeah, I'm
1: trying to to just like match it with my fingers and it's not working.
0: Been playing for two years. I think the bass is sick on this album.
1: Not bad at all.
0: Something to be said for like just good, simple bass lines. Absolutely. Uh yeah.
2: You
0: know. uh, then track 12, couple left. This is I'm amazed. at school. All oh. I know
2: is that there <laughs> was there were rumors he was into field hockey. Mm.
0: This is just the this is just the a cha- chat track.
2: Chat so track basically.
0: Yeah, so um
2: I It's like he was got they just like it was uh, so hash
1: enjoyed getting so some um quiet. studio banter like and between the some you know... tracks and stuff right uh, and that was uh kim deal recounting a story uh where one of her former teachers was discreetly fired after being found out to be into field hockey players right
0: And then the final track, Brick is Red. Does this sound like Perry Ubu to you? Or Peer Ubu?
1: Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Oh, and then I just yeah, we should play some Breeders songs. So, so
1: Cannonball was their biggest.
0: How I, you know, they played at um, I don't know if it was Meredith Golden Plains a few years ago. I got to see them. They played at the Cannonball sounded sick, amazing. But the whole set was great. It was a real um, highlight. So I might play a couple. What so yeah, what? What was the story in the end? They
1: so um, basically they just they just kept breaking up because of the. Um, the tension between Frank Black and Kim Deal and Kim Deal wanting to contribute more and Frank Black not allowing it. Uh, and their hiatus came after Doolittle was released and they were playing a gig in Stuttgart in Germany. Germany? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just That's funny completely it's the blanked. kind of thing you
0: didn't even need you didn't need to. You could have just said in Stuttgart and moved on. But you I like to you specify. wanted to, you wanted to specify. Uh, even if it made you seem like an idiot.
1: Can we just delete that five-second pause? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Frank Black threw a guitar at Kim Dior during the concert. Oh. Uh, and then was, she was nearly fired from the band after refusing to play in Frankfurt, Germany.
0: Isn't that funny? Uh, I threw a guitar at you and now you're, what, you're taking that personally?
1: Yeah, apparently. I mean,
0: Well, you might be fired. <laughs> all right. Otherwise, if you stay in the band, maybe I'd throw another guitar at you. It Feels a little bit fucked.
1: It, I mean, it is. It does. I'd probably not accept it either. I'd it Just sounds
0: actually like a pretty toxic environment. I might. It was know, probably actually probably sounds like it was better that she got out.
1: I would agree because then she went and formed a new band called The Breeders.
0: Right. So there wasn't any any overlap. She started after she left.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They had their final tour date in New York City. The band was so tired uh, after this. It was called the Fuck or Fight tour around the U.S. Um, that was after the incidents in Germany, and they were too exhausted to attend the end of tour party, and pretty much announced the hiatus very short and after. And they,
0: they've, and then they got back together. They haven't. They've released a few albums that have been critically panned, and uh, whereas the Breeders.
1: Released an album called Pod in 1990. I think uh, also had a lot of people. Steve Albini again was uh, part of it. He was he has engineered it. Um, But it. uh, Kurt Cobain said it was one of his favorite records.
0: Right, and they've still. I wonder if that
1: would have hurt Frank Black again. Yeah, I imagine it would have. (laughs)
0: Uh, And then, but they're still make. They released an album in 2018 called All Nerve that um, got some love. So we'll play some Cannonball first. This is their big hit. And I think it feels like the kind of song that everyone would know. Yeah. So that bass again. Mm -hmm. This bass is sick.
1: So this was released in May 1990. Oh, yeah. Um, And the Pixies' next album, Bossa Nova, was released in, uh, like, July or August
2: 1990.
1: Right. So Kim Deal went to the UK, recorded this, and then pretty much came back, and they were like, all right, let's do another one.
0: Was she on Bossa Nova?
1: Um, That's a good question, actually, and I'm going to fact check that right now. Yeah she was. Right. No writing credits though.
0: She got it all out in this smash album. Like this track, Driving on Nines a, a nice tune. You no know this one?
1: I don't think be a so. Beneath
2: the street light Behind my home. Driving on nine.
1: Oh, this is cute. I love this.
2: So
0: it's off the same album. How's this one? Divine Hammer.
1: Pretty um pretty different sounds, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is sort of halfway between the last two, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, this is a banger. And then I thought maybe I'll play one from that 2018 album. This one's called Wait in the Car. Good morning! Still riding bangers. Breeders are great. Nice one. Pixies, Breeders too. Yeah, it's amazing. She's in two of the coolest bands of the 80s and 90s. Absolutely. I reckon there was probably no coincidence there. (laughs) She might have been one of the key
1: ingredients. (laughs) 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 Just maybe. I don't know. Just, you know.
0: Uh, Yeah. Great voice. Great playing. Um,
1: Big fan of Kim
0: Deal. Yeah. I I mean, I like Frank Black as well. I mean, yeah, that... It's a sick album, but yeah, it just sounds like he might. I don't know, maybe he's not, but it's a little vibe that it he might like be a bit of a bit of a douchebag, bit of a cunny, <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way, not a funny cunny, not a funny, cunny. more cunning. like a dog cunny. Yeah,
1: no one wants to be a dog cunny. <laughs>
0: uh, so, what does that leave us with? If uh, people want to know what next week's album is, listen, keep listening to it after the outro. Um, do you normally give us some fun facts. Do you have any fun facts this week?
1: Um, no, I think I've I think i spewed them all out through the episode. You all I've spewed them all out.
0: Then, well, in that we case, got, let's give it a rating yeah, out got of 80. 80. What um, do you reckon?
1: I liked this album a lot, actually. So I'm going to give it a 72.
0: Ah, I'm giving it a 73. I, I think that's the closest we've got. Yeah, I really liked to, this album more. I like.
1: was meant to chase up the. <clears throat> scores that we've given them yeah i forgot to do that
0: we should yeah next, ma- now next. we've got t- we've got 10 done maybe we'll do it on the next episode we'll go through
1: yeah we'll do a recap
0: yeah uh, sounds good uh have you got any letters through to the letters bag to alan and the we have
1: system? we have yeah so if you want to get in contact with us we will now add a link in our episode notes is that correct to yeah, the sure. form, and then just fill out a couple of little questions and leave us your little uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, so today we've got a couple. We've got one from Timothy Joseph in Wilberforce, New South Wales. Can you Google where that is? I have no idea where that
0: is. I will. I just uh, I thought um, I just thought uh, maybe in, in place of fun facts, here's how well loved this album is, um, so for us, Uh It was ranked. Uh, by Pitchfork as the seventh best album of the 80s. Damn. Um, even higher than our listeners rated it. <laughs> uh, it was rated by uh, Treble Magazine as the number one album of that year, uh, uh Spin had it as the number six album from between uh, 85 and 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird sort of thing at that time it was the last 20 years <laughs> uh, made the rolling stones top 500 albums of all time all genres and time it uh, made 317 and uh pure pop in mexico rated it as the 22nd best album of all time
2: that's so uh, it's a, it's that's a very
0: well loved album especially by critics and fans <laughs> And who else is there? But (laughs) especially by critics, and especially by fans.
1: All of the above.
0: uh sorry, I did cut in there. You you were midway through it. Where? What did you want me to look up?
1: Um, Wilberforce, New South Wales.
0: Wilberforce.
1: Yeah, never heard of it.
0: Yeah, neither. Wilberforce, Um, New South Wales.
1: But. Timothy from Wilverforce says, "Loving all the episodes, guys. Was nice to listen back to the Van Halen episode after hearing about Eddie's passing. Don't know about you guys, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. Thanks for all the happiness you bring in these times."
0: Yeah, that was sad. We mentioned that on the show. Eddie passing it was. I mean, the nice thing was seeing all these old videos come up on yeah um, on social media and stuff. And I was yeah got in a real Eddie Van Halen hole on a YouTube. It's a great clip where he played some instrumental versions of classic songs. It was great. Just obviously an obvious shredder. Yep. Uh, So Wilberforce is northwest of Sydney. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not quite at the Blue Mountains, but up that way. I imagine it's it's God's country sort of stuff.
1: Nice. We do love that. Um, Fun facts about Australia. Uh, next one is from our, one of our uh, regular UK contacts, Paul Mellor. Melor. I'm so sorry if I pronounce this wrong every time. Paul from Oldham, UK. Uh, I'm enjoying in excess much more than the Smiths. Just the upbeat change I needed to beat the lockdown blues. Oh, yeah, because UK has gone uh, gone a bit south again. Hope you guys were all okay over there.
0: Um, We've got the vaccine approved, so hopefully that... Yes, gets things Fingers crossed. i think the whole world's hoping that yeah uh, like that works and come
1: we... on 2021 yeah surely surely you can be better than this uh but paul says i haven't heard this one probably since the 80s uh talking about in excess i think uh, i had a copy on tape which i recorded off my cousin's vinyl album version yes this was a thing we did in the olden <laughs> days yeah well <laughs> like
0: frank buck did
1: exactly Uh, In fact, I had completely forgotten about it, really. But I think Need You Tonight and Devil Inside are my favorite tracks on this album. I also really liked the Lost Boys soundtrack in the 80s. And until your podcast never knew who Jimmy Barnes was, you are providing an educational (laughs) service to the world. You are most bloody welcome.
0: That is a a, great uh, tune, that one from the Lost Boys. Jimmy and NXS.
1: Jimmy. Um, Yeah, what a ledge. Uh, And our uh, last one from today is from sam from freedom wisconsin in america and he's written or they've written sorry uh no that's not a joke freedom <laughs> um, freedom america i love freedom it freedom america that is the most american thing i live heard.
0: in freedom america <laughs> you've <laughs> got right. I flying live in everywhere freedom america <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i was so excited to see my favorite musical cousins back in my podcast feed and as soon as the discussion turned to pebble beaches and shingles, I knew it was real. <laughs> um, great to hear you both and to hear that you are healthy. I hope the same can be said for the extended Stuart and Tonkin clans. I, it can, I believe. Mm. Um, really dug the Smiths album. I listened to a lot of bands that referenced them as an influence, so I could hear a lot of that in their music. I learned a random guitar fact that 99% of people would find boring, but I hope as big music fans, you might be in the 1%. Um, there is a guitar effect called fuzz. Guitars, guitarists like Jimi Hendrix and Jack White uh, used it on almost every single song. Yeah, it's and a big,
0: it's a big rock. Yeah, effect.
1: the effect was first made entirely by accident while recording a Marty Robbins tune. In the middle of the song, the recording desk had a short on the board, and all of a sudden, the song, the tone came, became very splatty and fuzzy. Uh, it almost sounded like a tuba or some brass instrument. Uh, And it took a little before they realized it had rock potential and they debated whether the studio to keep or to keep the take or to do a new one and eventually chose to keep and release it. People loved it. Other musicians were dying to know how they got the sound. Uh, So sound engineers everywhere began making their own versions, trying to achieve the fuzz effect uh, without this accident, the an essential part of the hard rock sound might not ever have happened.
0: Wow, so oh, that's... I'm gonna, I've just looked up what song it was. Yes, yeah. play it. He said it's, the are you change to hear it?
1: The change happens at a minute 26.
0: Okay, but he said oh.
1: it's worth having some context of the song before it so okay. you can see how strange it was. It sounds was. like a song you would hear in Freedom America. Yeah.
0: I reckon Marty Robbins believed in Freedom America. <laughs> Goddamn right I do. Been
2: yeah,
0: getting into a little bit of country lately. Have you? Watch this country music documentary series was great.
2: I'll understand. Don't worry about
1: me.
0: Oh. Oi.
1: Okay, I really did just change from like an old croony to like something.
0: That's amazing.
1: It does sound like a tuba, a tuba.
0: Sweet, sweet, and a, what amazing foresight to be like, let's keep it. Yeah, because you'd think there there would have been someone in that conversation going, no, this sounds <laughs> fucked. It <That> sounds awful. <laughs> Y'all are idiots. Uh, the documentary series I watched was Ken Burns's. Uh, Country music it was called. So you know what it's about. But yeah, that was really fascinating. Um goes through from the beginnings all the way up to recent times. That's pretty cool. Episode by episode. I think it was on SBS in Australia, maybe on their just on demand service. Free.
1: Um, but thank you for that fun fact, Sam, from Freedom, Wisconsin. Great fun fact. America.
0: Huge if true. I'm gonna take your word for it, Sam.
1: Yep. We're not about fact checking here. Well, I
0: mean, why would you have said it if it wasn't? Speculate wildly. Sounds uh, cool. Yeah, no, that that that's great. I mean, just listening to it there is amazing to hear it.
1: What does it say? What year that was released in?
0: Uh, um, uh, I'll have to look it up. Sorry.
1: Yeah, have a look it up. I think I think otherwise. That's uh the mailbag done for the episode. Um, again, if you want to get in contact with us, let us know. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, any fun stories you've got, any questions you might have for us, um click on the link in our episode notes and it'll take you to a little form to
0: fill out recorded in 1960
1: wow so that was like early just as that kind of slow switch was happening yeah cuz when was elvis starting to like elvis was
0: in the 50s yeah and chuck berry was already going in the 50s yep yeah wow yeah go. i'm i'm just just looking up marty robbins don't worry and there's articles like Marty Robbins, Don't Worry, accidentally pioneered guitar <laughs> buzz effects. and Yeah, great. He's
1: like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, man, yeah, no, nah, it was definitely on, on purpose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, accidentally, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, this is totally on purpose. I'm a genius. Great. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the episode then. So I guess uh, please get in contact. Uh, if you want to hear what next week's episode is, keep listening till after the outro. But that leaves us with nothing else to say except for goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye Oh hey, yeah, okay, so you've listened to the end. That means you want to know what next week's episode's about. So I want to tell you what the opening tracks, opening lyrics are, and they are this. <laughs> Who can it be knocking at my door? Go away. Don't come around here no more. <laughs> Can't you see that it's late at night? I'm very tired and I'm not feeling right. Amazing. Okay.